to work or not to work? This is a question that many business leaders are asking themselves as the holiday period is looming around us. For some people, they see that as an opportunity to get some work done, to get some priority work done, and more importantly, to start planning for next year. Other people would love to take a few days off to switch off, rejuvenate themselves and get ready to start the next year with a bang. Either way, before you take some time off or decide to keep on working, one of the things that is at the forefront of a lot of business leaders, especially if you're a startup founders, is how to set up my organization for success as we enter the next year. In this show today, we are going to look at and dive deep into business planning, the pros, cons of what business plan is, and more importantly, some things that founders should avoid when they are planning for next year. And in fact, if you are watching this and wondering, oh, I've missed Christmas, well, don't worry. The tips and advice that we will be sharing today can apply at any stage of planning. It could be planning for a cycle, quarter, six months or more. Hi, I'm Naili Makangu. I'm the Mary Poppins of Business, also known as the founder of Athena Leaders, an organization that is passionate about helping people turn their dreams into products whilst at the same time leaving behind the legacy of a happy and productive workplace playground. Before we start and really look at business planning and what you need to make sure to do or not to do, a reminder of the three main principles. One, this is not a monologue. I set up this show to encourage sharing advice and tips and grow the startup community. If there's anything I've said that resonates with you, if there's anything that I haven't mentioned, I thought, hmm, I've done that in the past, please, please do share with us. If you're online, use hashtag Athena Leaders. Rule number two, you are about to miss out on a great opportunity to have your startup or a friend startup live on the show next year. Quarter one is getting really, really full. So please don't hold off. If you have a great message, if you want to come on the show to share your story, or you're part of the startup community and you can help them figure out how to, to share, how to set up the shares in the organization, how to find a co-founder, the technology stack. If it's you, do please join us. We'd love to have a conversation with you live. Number three, do subscribe, like, like the show, and sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let's look at business planning. Whenever we talk about business planning, a lot of people have pages and pages of A4 in mind. And the idea of sitting there and looking at detail, especially if you are not a detailed person, or the idea of thinking about creativity, if you're not a creative person, can really turn people away from, from planning. Whenever we talk about business planning, the second thing that comes in mind is uh, the business planning canvas. And people always ask me, what is the point of planning for the future? Can I not just skip over it? Can I not just continue with what I know I need to do for my business? Whether you are a solopreneur, part of a team, or a startup founder, business planning is an essential aspect of growing your business, is an essential aspect of success. If you don't know what you are going to do within the next cycle of the next year, 
how are you going to measure uh, productivity? How are you, are you going to measure that you are being effective, that you are taking the right direction towards your goal? This is why it's really, really important to, to plan. And in fact, whenever I mentor or coach business leaders who are worried about planning, I always encourage them to walk away from this one idea of you of a word document of 10 pages when it comes to planning. There are many things out there that can help you. If you are not a worthy person, visual planning can help. Brainstorming sessions, using PowerPoints, the business model Canva really helps you to break down the areas you have to look at when it starts, when you, when you are on a planning journey. Whatever problems that you have, do please get in touch with me and I'm, I'll be happy to help you, help, help you on a case-by-case -case basis. But the most important thing is to know that business planning is an integral part of your business. And in fact, when we talk about business planning, there is, it's not just about identifying new markets or products and how we are going to diversify our products. It's also about looking at internally in your organization on how you are going to become more productive so that you can deliver on, the, on what you want to do for your business. So let's start looking at the meaty part of this session. What startup founders and leaders in general forget when they are planning for the next cycle, for the next year, and how you go, they, they can avoid it. Before we start, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. Please take a piece of, uh, piece of paper and a pen, or if you're going to tap, get yourself ready, because I'm going to share with you 10 things that uh, you shouldn't do and how you can avoid those problems. If you are, if I'm going too fast, don't worry. This is recorded, so you can come back to the session. Are you ready? Let's go. Um, well, advice or tip number one: focusing on urgent tasks first, and that's a problem for I mean everybody, not just for leaders. The temptation to focus on what is urgent and what is screaming really stop business leaders to plan properly for the next year. What tends to happen is that the first quarter of the year tends to mimic the emergencies and the urgency of the previous year. And what happens is that rather than thinking strategically about the business as a whole, the new direction that you want to, to go to, the focus is on what are the main issues of our product that clients are screaming about. I've got this issue and this problem with these customers. What are we going to do to deal with that? By taking this urgent first approach, the main focus and the main growth on the business remains on being reactive and not proactive. Remember that there's whenever a business grows, regardless of the size, there are many decisions that get taken. There's a lot of things that needs to be done. And sometimes we just paper over the cracks. Take a very quick decision today to overcome a problem. And we tell ourselves, we'll fix it later. <laughs> but do we really come back and fix it later? This concept is called organizational debt. And for anyone who wants to find out more about organizational debt and the impact it has on your business, please do go back to previous videos or, and even, um, I think I've got something on my blog as well. So it's really important to start thinking about important activities that are not urgent because the growth of a company, the resiliency of your business for the future really lies in the important activities that are not urgent and not just on focusing on the urgent tasks and activities. But how do you identify that? How do you start thinking a bit more well-rounded and not just and, and kind of switch your focus away from, from what is urgent? Tip number two, 
retrospectives. Doing retrospectives is one way of improving your organization and not just focusing on what is urgent and screaming. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses do not run retrospectives, especially at the senior leadership level and also throughout the organization. I come from a software engineer background and a lot of people will, are used to this word. By retrospective, what I mean is really looking at and assessing what the previous cycle or the previous year, what went well, what went wrong, and how could we improve it going forward? Are there any lessons that we've learned? Maybe one department survived a difficult situation much better than the other ones. How are we making sure that we are sharing knowledge? Business planning is, yes, it's about making sure that we know what we are going to do next year. An aspect of that is understanding the lessons that we can share from departments, from teams, so that we can, as an organization, become more resilient and we can also continue to grow. Tip number three, another issue that, lot of, that I see in a lot of uh, businesses whenever I do some coaching, mentoring, or hands-on work is the heavy focus on either having a narrow view of something, because this is the problem, as I've, I've mentioned in the, uh, tip number one, where it's all about is urgent, customers are screaming, I'm not sleeping at night because of this, or taking an eagle-eyed view. Both approach can be a problem when we start looking at business planning at a larger scale for the next year, the next five years, and so on. It's important to know how to use both techniques of planning. That's for sure. But when it comes to business planning, you want to be able to jump in both, both areas and not just focus on one. Being too narrowed focus on a problem means that you might forget other things that are important that needs to be done. And having an eagle eye view can also be a problem because you don't really know details. And that one happens more often than you can think. When we talk about business planning, we it's usually something that the leadership team will do. They can have the, they have the knowledge about the organization, they have the knowledge about the market, but in a sense, if there is not a good level of input from the teams who has the daily day-to-day they, they kind of do the day-to-day -day work and they really understand some of the challenges that the leadership cannot, don't, don't really know, they might not be aware of, you end up with a plan that cannot be executed properly. So it's really important that whenever you're planning, you're asking yourself whether you have enough information so that you can stay at a high-level view, at the eagle-eye view, which is very important for leadership, but also know which aspects of your plan or your areas of what you are doing need some, some narrow, deep-level planning. But how do you do that? This leads us to tip number four or problem number four. One of the things that I see a lot is that when it comes to this high-level planning, it's easy to forget bringing people on the journey. And what does it mean? Well, let's look at the situation of a, of a, of a startup leader or a, a senior leadership team in general. When you are planning, especially around Christmas time, because you want to take advantage of the quiet time, it's something that you might do on your own or maybe with your direct reports or maybe with one or two people. When you are planning at the other time of the, of, uh, throughout the year, one thing that is very common is for the leadership team to go away. So they go on a retreat for one or two days, whether it's the same office, a different office. 
It's great. It's amazing. It gives you the focus time to really narrow down what you want to focus on and what you want to work on. Have already discussion and do a really good quality planning. Have a good quality planning session. What is missing there, in my opinion, is the middle management. It goes back to what I said before when I would eat tip, um, during tip number three and one. If you do not include the people who knows what happened on a day-to-day -day basis, if you do not have their feedback, if you do not give them the tools to do that, to also do their own planning sessions, then how do you know that you are really tackling the essence of what could be stopping you from moving forward? Remember, the, the whole point of planning for your business is to make sure that you become more resilient in the future, get new clients, increase your revenue, increase your productivity. One way of doing that is not just about identifying new market, new sectors, but it's also about looking at the plasters that you've been putting on the band-aids that you've been putting on some aspect of your organization, figure out how to heal the wounds so that your team is more productive, so that you can really grow without having to, for example, hire more people when automation could have been a solution. But then again, you're thinking, that's all well and good, but we are quite busy and our people are busy too. They have to do a lot of things and we cannot just wait for our team members to be available whenever we want to plan. That's a very good question. And if you do have any other question, please make sure that you put them in the chat or use hashtag Athena Leaders if you are online. Tip number five, how do you empower your leaders and middle managers to take some of the load of digital business planning for your organization? And this is something that I, that I found is a big gap, whether you are talking about hybrid working planning or what you're talking about startups or even uh, any different types of organization. One of the reasons why I talk about this is because it's something that I felt as part in my career when I transitioned from software um, developer or software engineer to project manager and eventually program manager. What I found was that as part of a team, we were so busy delivering and working that there was so little time invested in understanding whether we were doing the right things and we were doing the right things the right way. And spending time understanding the pressure, the pains that my team had, creating sessions that to, to really captivate what really made them feel like I love my job, but these little things makes me uh, takes me a lot of time when it could have been done faster, really helps me to support my team, create a good plan that looked at short-term things that we can do and fix and long-term things that we are that we are going to fix over time. And this is, again, something that I always use and really uh, try to help other business leaders to do because it's all about improving the resiliency of your business. And how do you do that? Well, think about giving your managers, your middle managers or your team leads, even if they are leading two people, give them a playbook of questions that they can ask, how they can assess the organization, how they can create workshops that look at certain key areas that will improve your business. They can work through that. There are many, the many um, workshops that they can do. And if anyone is interested, please let me know and then I can share some of those with you. But if you can bring them on the journey so that they can really start to understand what's going on under the hood, they can even start thinking about what they do on a day-to-day -day basis that can be improved to increase the productivity of your work. And as an aside, if you are struggling with silos or teams that do not work well together, how about having cross-functional teams do the planning together? 
as part of the planning session is a way of building bonds, is a way of creating deep, strong relationships, whilst at the same time they can understand the work that they need to do that cross boundaries of the organizations. They can understand the areas that stop them from communicating well, for working well together. They can create a plan together that can then be submitted up the chain of leadership so that whenever the team, the senior leadership team goes away on their away day, they have a lot of detailed information that can help them make the decisions in terms of improving their business plan and also the resiliency of their team. Just to recap very quickly, we've looked at five things so far. And I know I'm sharing a lot of uh, a lot of values and a lot of interesting points. If you think I'm going very quickly, do let me know. And if you think that you want to dive deeper in any of those topics, do let me know. We are really focusing on planning over the next few weeks. So we, can, we have time to work with you to develop what I'm talking about in more details and answer your questions. We looked at the problem with focusing on urgent tasks rather than focusing on everything as a whole. We looked at not doing retrospectives and what is the impact on that. The uh, narrow focus versus eagle-eyed view of a problem. Not bringing the team on a journey and not knowing how to empower middle managers and leaders to plan and um, to really take ownership on some, some aspect of the planning process. Let's continue. We are now at problem number six. One of, especially for me, coming from a, a software, which is a software engineering, very detailed field industry and a project management background, which is again, very detailed. One of the things that really makes me cringe is not having documentation. You will have teams, whether it's like senior leadership team, they go away, or even if you are working on your own, you spend so much time planning, thinking about the vision of the organization. Of course, you will write documents for yourself, but is this enough for your company? How often are you sharing the vision of what you've came up with in a way that can be easily digestible? Yes, there are some people who will only ask for high-level information, there will be others that will be asking for details. So how do you work with your team and how do you make sure that as you are planning for your business, you are documenting and sharing it as well? If you're looking at doing this activity or this planning activity on your own, it's still important to share with others. If you are doing that together as part of a team, there is a meeting and brainstorming session, then do brush up on meeting management skills. One thing that tends to happen a lot during meetings is that a lot of people will talk about risks and issues and potential things that could happen. They will come up with contingency plans and all of that stuff, great. But if nothing is documented, the session might as well not happen, not have happened. You might make a rich decision and, they, and, they, and sometime down the line, someone comes back and says, why are we doing this? And because nothing is documented, you don't even know what led you to doing this in this way in the first place. So that's why it's really important to document as you go along. And again, I have a lot of, I have got definitely a video on online on meetings. I've got an online course and also blogs about that. So for anyone who are struggling to understand how to have effective meetings or brainstorming sessions, and more importantly, how to identify the risk during the session to document that, document them in a way that is not really taking too much time on your side, then please let me know. 
going on with this amazing idea of planning and again with this sense of project management operation management let's look at not keeping track of the initiatives and projects that are running oh this is the one where i spend the most of my time in a lot of uh, engagement with clients especially when things are not going well my first question is always if I wake you up in the middle of the night and I'm asking you, what projects are you running? What are the initiatives in your organization? What are you going to say? How much time it will take for you to find out the answer? Of course, I expect you to go like, Naili, can you not wait until the morning? That is, that is normal, right? But once the initial reaction is passed, how quickly can you get to the information? One thing I found is that a lot of organizations will go into deep level planning. They know what they have to do but they're not, they don't have a very quick document that can help them to understand what is currently happening. That leads to taking on more work that you can deliver. That leads to people feeling overwhelmed in the office because there's a lot more work to do, yet we don't have a good sense of how much capacity that we have. How can you hire or start planning for hiring in the future if you don't know how much you are doing at the moment, what is going on, the quality of the projects, do most of your projects run on time or not? Again, you're thinking, what has got to do with business planning? Well, as part of business planning, you're planning for the growth of your team or the future, and you do not want to start hiring too early, or you do not want to keep your eye away from the ball if you need to kind of increase the capacity of your organization, whether it is via contractors, full-time members, part-time, whatever it is, not knowing the initiative that are running will really harm you in the future. And in fact, one really, something that, was, that I've seen a lot and a lot, especially when I was um, hired in an organization to work as an interim head of product, it was an amazing project. I love my team, great product managers. One of the business issues, the biggest problem that I've seen was on one side, the company had OKRs and KPIs based on rebranding the image of the organization. And those KPIs lied with the marketing team. And on the other side, the OKRs and KPIs were about launching five products, and those lied with the product team. Unfortunately, most when you're developing a product, you need marketing and product to work hand in hand. Because they were not aware of the capacity and of the day-to-day -day work and the impact it has to having those OKRs and KPIs that were conflicting, they were not making progress and they was going they were lectured like a year or even more late on both projects what happened was to rebrand the company it's a marketing initiatives by everybody from customer service customer facing documentation everything that was being created ui for the product the, the software that they were designing the website needed to be rebranded and for that marketing needed product team to help and for product to launch, to launch anything, they need marketing to review the documentation, customer-facing documentation. They need marketing to start planning, launching, and campaign. And for that, they really needed support for marketing. But when the business plan was to do two things that require people to work closely together, yet the KPIs of the team and the OKRs were conflicting, it was always one person or the other. So this is why it's really, really important to understand what is going on. And thanks, Ajila, for the, co the comments that you that you've sent to us. And I believe there's also a question that we can put on the screen for other people. The question is, how can the pro production team address planning issues better uh, to empower, empower their managers? 
So this is pretty much what I was saying earlier. So if you have a production team, so that will be operation team. The first thing that they need to do is to really come down and look at the workplace playground. And I will go back to that because that's my tip number 10, actually, to really look at the different areas of the business, of the work that they do, and to start finding the problem that they have. When I train on the workplace playground or improving operations team, one of the things that I say is that first, the team on a day-to-day -day basis has a lot of knowledge, regardless of whether they are managers or not. Get them together, and there are many workshops that you can run where they can start writing down the pain points, writing down the things that they do well, and start looking at the issue, get them together, or, and then uh, start prioritizing what is it that they are doing wrong, what is it that is stopping them from going forward, and then they can put them into action. So please keep watching if this is something that you really want to find out about, because I'm going to talk about this a bit more as our last uh, step and also uh, as a, something that we are planning for future session. So thanks for the question. Anyone out there that is interesting and want to find out more and have more questions, please do post your questions. We do answer live, as you've seen. And uh, more importantly, do subscribe as we are going to talk about this topic again. So if you miss out the chance of asking a question now, send it on social media, hashtag Athena Leaders and we will answer at the next show. Step number, our tip number eight, or problem number eight, is thinking so much about what you are going to do, but not really thinking about the execution. How are you going to do it? And this is extremely useful. What tends to happen with business planning, and we know this as well in our private life, we start the year with the, the best intention. I'm going to learn this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to you know, be the best at tennis, or whatever it is. But we don't really think about what it means on a day-to-day -day basis. How are we going to measure that we are doing what we are going to do? Of course, people have OKRs these days. They have KPIs. They've got all of that. They've got performance man management. The problem I have with those is that a lot of people only look at performance management whenever there's a deadline associated with that. And usually, most people won't look at performance until the end of the year if it's an OKR or if it's a quarterly goals, they will wait until the end of the quarter to ask themselves, where are we today? So if you really want to achieve your goals, especially if you are in a reactive environment, and by that I mean an environment that's really driven by customers that can change the flow of what you do, it's important to know how and keep your eyes on the, the tasks that are important but not urgent. Again, going back to step number one, focus on urgent tasks is a problem. So if you want to know what that is, please do go back and watch the video again. So it's really important that you plan how you're going to execute the, the, your vision. What is your roadmap? What does the roadmap mean? What are the milestones? Of course not. I'm not asking you to plan the detailed plan of every single thing that you are doing for the year. But it's good to have milestones and moments when you review the milestone, you review where you are and you change. Where do you want to be at the end of the year or the next planning cycle? Do you want to go, oh, wow, a lot of things have changed and we didn't even know it changed because we never did what we wanted to do? Or do you want to look at your plans as, wow, a lot of things have changed, but that's good because we've been adapting our plans as we are going along the journey. So that's why it's important to, to give yourself more chance of success. Think about planning the execution and not just planning for the business. This leads us to point number nine. One of the problems, especially if you are running your business, is having the time to learn. And learning you know, and developing your own leadership skills is very, very important, especially if you are a leader. 
I always make it a point that when we look at business planning, you might have a focus on the team, you might have a focus on the, the sectors, but you forget about yourself. As a leader, whether you're coming from a startup background or not, whether you just got a promotion or you've a, you are a veteran in your field, there's always something to learn. Do you believe that you have a certain personality type that people work with you, but only because it's easier to do as you say? Then what is your plan to improve your emotional intelligence next year so that you people are inspired rather than they are scared working with you? What if making decisions is something that you struggle with? What is if you are struggling with uh, challenges in your organization in terms of difficult conversations? What about technical skills, maybe finance or management or whatever it is that you want to learn? It's important that you craft time during your planning session to also look at yourself. I'm actually delivering a session on a leadership development program, and I'm doing one for startup leadership soon as well. So for anyone who wants to get some of the pre-course work I'm actually, I've, I've already done for, for the groups, especially when it comes to self-introspection and understanding the points, the weak point on yourself that you want to improve and also get an action plan, again, please do get in touch. Anyone who thinks that's gonna be a valuable topic for a live show, do let me know and we are going to schedule that. And, and step number 10, forgetting about the workplace playground. And that's a big, big one for me. When we talk about business planning, we talk about the organization as a whole. But how much time is spent looking at the people within the organization and what they need to work in a workplace playground? I'm not asking about more team building exercises. I'm not asking about more day ways or things like that. I'm really asking about the tools that people need to feel satisfied and fulfilled and fulfilled at work. A great workplace is somewhere where you go, and even if there's a lot of things to do, it's fast-paced, you never feel like your to-do list will ever end. People are excited and motivated because they know that they have the right vision, the right direction, the communication is great. Always can be improved, that's normal, we are human. But they have everything that they need. And it's really important that you look at creating that, assessing your organization for that. And one of the really good way is going back to earlier, tips that I've shared and really start looking at how do you empower your middle manager, your team leaders to start thinking about creating this little workplace playground for their team. Then as you grow up the chain, the chain and of um, the compounded effect of the productivity gain per team means makes your company even more productive. And by working on the work, uh, by looking at the workplace playground, you also deal with what I talked about earlier, the organizational debt all of those issues that where you put the plasters to move quickly, you can actually remove the plaster, really look at the wound and says, how do we heal this as a team? Being able to do that will, will help your organization be resilient as you are also planning on growing, diversifying, generating more revenue or whatever is the focus on your, of your business plan. So there you have it, 10, diff, 10 issues and solutions of things that you need to think about or things that you need to do differently when it comes to business planning and growing your team. Very quickly, I'm going to recap. We talked about focus on urgent tasks, retrospective, narrow focus versus eagle-eyed focus, bringing your team on the planning journey, empowering leaders, middle managers, not documenting, ah, oh, that one, <laughs> and not keeping track of uh, initiatives and what is the impact of not doing that and how it creates a lot of silence in the team. 
not planning the execution of your business plan. You spend so much time putting it together, not planning your own personal growth of developing your leadership abilities. And more importantly, not thinking about the workplace playground. How are you feeling right now? I know it's a lot. There's a lot of things I've mentioned. I hope you can go back and watch the video again. Before I go, very quick tip or a teaser of a future episode. How do you design a happy and productive, high-performing workplace playground? Or how do you use that concept as part of your business planning to really make the most of everything that I've shared with you? I can go on and on, as you probably expect, <laughs> about this topic because I'm really passionate about it. But I'm not. I'm just going to give you a bit of a teaser as I know that you still need to download and unpack everything that I've already shared with you in this session. So three ways of doing that. First one, think about creating some kind of assessment or business assessment for your team. The easiest you make it, the easiest you create a package that you can give to your managers, the easier it is for them to follow something that's already been planned rather than every single individual, individual managers within your team having to think about those. Once you have the assessment, think about the key research area within your business that, can, that you need to be able to create the questions and create the structure and conduct the business assessment. You can use surveys, you can use workshop. It really depends on what you want to do. That's step number one. Step number two, get your people together to start prioritizing the activities and find out ideas and solutions. Remember what we said last episode, innovation is something that happens when you bring people together. And solving problems within an organization also is much faster when you bring your people together. You will then be able to increase your productivity. And take, at step number three, take action on the new roadmap. If you don't take action, you've planned everything, people will look at the session and go, what is the point? So you need to take action and you need to let people know when things are happening. But how do we do step one, two, three? Well, if you want to find out, I suggest that you subscribe so that you are notified when we schedule that talk, when we really go deep into this. And if you want to see it earlier, then please do get in touch and tell us how much you've enjoyed this session and, and uh, what, what would be good for you to see in the next session so that we can give you even more information. For anyone who wants access to any of the documents that I've mentioned that I'm sharing with my clients, please do get in touch with me. I'll be happy to share with you. In the meantime, let's design a happy and productive workplace playground together. <laughs>